Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello again, my friends. Welcome to episode 45 of Really Riley. Can you believe it, guys? We're almost 50. We're getting old, y'all. I'm just kidding. 50's not old. Um, Thank you guys so much for coming back. I really appreciate you guys listening to My Little Corner of the World, and especially this one, because this one's been one I've been wanting to do, this topic, for a little while now, because it's, you know, personal. Not that everything isn't personal here at Really Riley, but I've shared with you guys a lot of things about my life that, you know, kind of hit home. I've shared with you you know, things about my dating life or lack thereof, and now my new relationship, you know, trials and tribulations with being a single mom and, you know, stuff about my workouts and radio career and all of the above, right? And I always like to keep it as real as I possibly can here in Really Riley, hence the name. I know I always say that, but I want you guys to know that when I share something with you on this podcast, it's coming basically from the heart of me because I like you guys to get to know me and hopefully that's why you listen. Appreciate you. So this one was actually a suggestion from a listener when I posted on my IG story, what do you guys want to hear? And a bunch of different people said, I want to hear about anxiety. Now, I do realize that I am not the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth millionth person in the world to ever talk about anxiety. But I think it's an important one to talk about, especially as pertains to me. Because even my own family members, my mother included, closest family member I have, one of the closest people to me ever, doesn't really understand how someone like me could have anxiety. My mom always says to me, you know, you have such a great life. You have such a great career. You have this great new boyfriend now. You have a beautiful son. You're healthy. What could possibly be wrong? Grrr. In fact, she always tells me my favorite thing never to tell somebody that suffers from anxiety is relax. Ay, Dios mío. Let me just start this podcast by saying if you are listening to this and you have anxiety, you're going, praise Jesus. Don't ever tell somebody that suffers from anxiety to relax. It's like detonating a bomb. (sighs) I think I'm getting a little bit of anxiety as I even, you know, talk about this podcast. Let me take my jacket off here because I'm getting a little hot. So... I posted this, um, I guess, caption or whatever on Instagram the other day because I was sitting there, I was going through a bout of anxiety and it seemingly hit me out of nowhere and that's usually how it does hit me and it was coming off an amazing week and I'll get to that in a second and I was just feeling super down and I was like, you know, I was in that moment that I was my mom in my head, what's wrong with you? Just relax. I love you, mom. I'm not, she's always there for me. I'm just saying. Sometimes she doesn't know how to handle my anxiety. But I wrote, it's okay to feel overwhelmed and elated at the same time. To feel like a badass rocket ship shooting skyward one second, and then the very next you crash and burn. 
Burning that candle wick at both ends stings sometimes. The balance between success and failure is how you keep it moving from there. And by the way, Mr. Anxiety, you, sir, are an asshole. <laughs> and yes, you are. So what like prompted all this is uh, last week we got to do something amazing career-wise, and we went to L.A. for the iHeartRadio Music Summit. You know, I've been in this business for a really long time, and this was the first time I was ever invited. Not that many people get invited, and it's a big deal professionally and personally because, side note, my son's name is Lyric. So music is super important to me, and I was just so excited to be there in this room with all these, you know, professional greats that I completely admire, you know, anybody's who's who in radio was there. I'm talking the higher ups that you want to get in front of and get your five minutes with. That was anxiety provoking for me. Oh my gosh. You know, a lot of people think that, including the ones closest to me, that professionally I just got this. And in nine times out of 10, I feel like I do because I've worked really hard to get into the space where I'm at. And I also love what I do. So the things that you would think that would provoke anxiety in my career just don't. Like getting in front of 15,000 people for Jingle Ball does not faze me. I take that back. The moment on stage is fun. (laughs) The five minutes waiting on the sides of the stage leading up, those suck. That's like a damn roller coaster. But back to the summit in L.A. You know, I was really excited to go. I had all my outfits ready. I wanted to look just so, which anybody that knows me knows that that's a big deal to me. Well, you know, we get there to L.A. and we didn't have a whole lot of time. And that's just how these things go. And I was trying to prepare myself for it. Um, We get there. We don't have our hotels ready. I had to contour my face and put on lashes in the bathroom. All hail good lighting. But I got it together and we went to the summit and everything was going great. I ended up sitting like right in the middle in front of everybody. I'm like, I'm going to be seen. If I'm going to be here, I want my presence known. I really hope that's what happened. And I didn't just look like that annoying kid in the front of the class raising her hand. Um, But the first day of the summit went really, really well. I was excited and happy to be there. And Katy Perry came out. So, hello. Bruno Mars was there. Hello. I mean, it was really, really great. And I I was comfy and I was fine. But I was also really tired and... Wah, wah, wah. As I'm listening to this, I, I'm my mother again in my head telling myself to relax. Again, here's like what I said in that caption. Like, I was feeling on top of the world professionally, like I'm so proud to be here, but then I was also tired and run down after 24 hours of traveling and having to be on the whole day and just feel like I was crashing. Like, I felt like my body was just mad at me. I, I wasn't able to work out, which is my therapy that week. I wasn't able to eat well. And it was just like, you know, lack of sleep. It was all coming down on me. And I always view myself as this superwoman. We got this. You can do it. And the anxiety was a coming. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and then, you know, a lot of people don't realize with anxiety, it just hits you out of nowhere. And then sometimes it comes out as you seeming off or whatever. Like I had a couple people tell me, you know, like, what's wrong? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. I got to shake it off. I got to, you know, smile on my face and get, get through it and, and, you know, be this bomb ass lady that everybody thinks I am. And oh my God, the anxiety is setting in again. So that was the first day. <laughs> Yay. Um, and then, so I, I got to go to bed, you know, relatively early. The view was amazing. I took a really long hot shower because those hotel showers are amazing. I was like, all right, we're going to go kill it again tomorrow. 
So we go and it's, you know, much of the same. We're there. They're playing all this wonderful new music. I was exhilarated. I was like, because I love that shit. I love hearing all the new stuff that's coming out and getting into it. And like seeing that side of the business was dope. It was a, it was a part of the business that I had never seen. And I was, you know, excited to witness all of these artists at the grindstone. And, you know, these are some famous people, Katy Perry and Bruno Mars. And they're still at the grindstone killing it making sure their music gets heard and they're not like resting on their laurels. That was inspiring. I was like, this is so awesome. Again, on top of the world. Then that anxiety comes back in because I started to feel sick. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I will not get sick in the middle of this. And side note, close your ears, boys, if this is something that makes you all sensitive. I was on my period. Ladies, you're shaking your head going, oh, God, that sucks. You know, because you, you, honestly, when my period comes in, my anxiety hits me a little bit more as well. Just hormones going through, emotions running high, lack of sleep, la, 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 la. Anxiety, you an asshole. So the second day went out without, went off without a hitch. We were all laughing. We were listening to this great new music. It was so fun. And then, you know, there was a cocktail party afterwards Get back to the hotel room. I had a little bit of time to chill, which was wonderful. I was like, okay, this is going to be different than yesterday. I'm not going to feel so anxious during the cocktail party. And y'all know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't drink anymore. Like, you know, I gave it up for like fitness purposes like a year ago now. So that's not a crutch for me anymore. And obviously that's how a lot of people will deal with anxiety in these situations, you know, and that's fine for them. It's just, you know, for me, it wasn't, it's not my, my, my jam anymore. So I don't have that to fall back on. Of course, as I'm getting ready for this, none of the outfits, none of the like eight outfits that I jam packed, vacuum sealed into this carry on are working for me. I was like, okay, you know, because you don't know what you're walking into within these situations in terms of dress and what you're going to wear. So you just pack everything. And of course, everything, and I do mean everything that I packed was not what I wanted. I didn't want to look super sexy. I didn't want to look too demure. I didn't want to look, you know, too underdressed or too overdressed. Most people, this wouldn't cause anxiety, but this is the way that my mind works. <laughs> so I'm a nut job. But I ended up figuring it out. I wore like, you know, I ended up turning like a skirt into a shirt. Like instead of it being a skirt, it was a tube top. That's a whole nother podcast, you know, packing for these um, professional situations and what to wear and what not to wear. Actually, I might do that one next. We shall see. Stay tuned. But I got my outfit together and I got out to the party and everything was great. I got FaceTime with a lot of the people that I wanted to, like higher ups that I really wanted to sit in front of and have a conversation with and, you know, say thank you for having me there. And it happened. I got to talk to everybody that I wanted to talk to again on the top of the world. And then it's just so weird that in the calmer moments, the calm after the storm, as I like to call it, when I start getting anxious again. And I'm just like, oh my God, what's wrong with you, Riley? There's my mom in my head again. Relax. Calm it down. I had to check myself several times during that situation. And I feel like that's a tool that I, I go to often when it comes to anxiety is I literally, and don't think I'm crazy for this, and you can go ahead and think I'm crazy for this if you like, because it works. I will literally go to the bathroom and look at myself and speak the words out loud. Riley, get it together. And I don't mean this as like negative self-talk. I think this is just a way that I need to speak to myself. And in this exercise where I'm telling myself to get it together, I'm also listing through my heads the things that are good in life. Your son is healthy. You are healthy. You get to work out. You have a job that you love. You have a home that you love. You have a boyfriend that you love. Your family loves you. Your friends love you. I do this within myself to work myself out of that frenzy. 
it's just one of the exercises that I do, you know, because for me, I'm a very uh, analytical person. And when I go through those those things that are great in my life, it makes the anxiety of that moment seem smaller. You know, and I also wanted to talk to you guys. Well, okay, wait, let me finish the trip and then I'll talk to you guys about what I was going to say. So the trip went well. We're done. The party was over. I went back, got a really good night's sleep, had a great breakfast the next morning. Things are going well. So we get on the plane and it was that's a long flight from L.A. to D.C. It's like five hours and there was a layover as well. And there wasn't a lot of time in between layovers. So I had to run with all of my luggage or my carry ons. That was anxiety provoking as well. And then um, we're on the plane. Everything's good. Watch a movie. Get off the plane after we get home. I'm driving home. So excited. I'm like, okay, I get to see my baby tomorrow. I get to see my boyfriend tomorrow. You know, you get to go home and feel that. (sighs) I am driving on the highway and I'm about to get off on the exit to my house. 13 minutes, y'all, away from my home that I haven't seen in three days. All of my loved ones are waiting there for me. And the mother effing exit is closed okay riley just breathe look at the alternate route 45 minutes away i literally screamed i'm not kidding y'all i sounded like king kong in my car i was like ah and of the grand scheme of things it's like you know what like this doesn't seem like that big a deal okay it's 45 minutes it sucked i mean granted it was 12 30 at night i was tired i was delirious I was just done. And the anxiety was just swirling around me. So I get home. I'm okay. Like we, you know, I got through the next day today. I got through my workout, which really sucked. Like I just wasn't there. I just wasn't on, but I did it because I felt like my body and my mind needed a reset, no matter how crappy that workout was going to be. And I think even my trainer saw it too. It was like, you know, this, this, this is a doozy for you. Right. And I was like, yeah. Of course, he doesn't ease up because he knows that I wouldn't want it that way anyway. But I got home that that day and, you know, got ready to go pick up my kiddo and I hadn't seen him in three days. And when I got to the school, I hate even thinking about this moment. The kid would not even talk to me, wouldn't hug me, didn't run up to me, wasn't excited to see me. Now, his teacher reassured me that he's been talking about you the whole time. His nanny said, you know, he's been talking about you. He couldn't stop asking where you were, which broke my heart because when I picked him up, it was like... Oh, he's mad at me. He knows he's mad at me. Mommy, I'm mad at you. And he's got that boo-boo face on him too when he's mad. And I know exactly where he got that boo-boo face because I do it all the time. And I was heartbroken. And I know he's three, but as a mom, there's mom anxiety, which is a whole nother level because you're responsible for another human. I was like, oh my God, like I just like, I, I want to explain to his three-year-old little self, which is impossible. Kid, I'm doing this for you. It's not just for me anymore. I'm trying to advance my career. I'm trying to make sure you have a future. I'm trying to show you what it is to be at the grindstone. Blah, 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 blah. Anxiety all up in my head, everywhere. So then later on that night, he warmed up and he was hugging on me. And that was like, oh, that was like lifeblood. Like, yes, thank you, God. He loves me. He doesn't hate me. So I, I put him down to bed, and it, that was that point where he was really needy for me. Mommy, I need you. I want you. And I was really tired, too, but I wanted to make sure that I went back in four or five times to tuck him back in. I laid with him. I stroked his hair. I kissed on him. I tickled him. I did everything I could to make sure that he knows that I am there, and I love him, and that I'm not leaving him. But it, it was time for bed. It was like an hour and a half past his bedtime. And he's crying, I need you, I need you, I need you. And I was breaking. At a certain point, I was like, baby, I love you. It's bedtime. 
And I think at that point he kind of knew like, all right, mom's kind of had it. And I shut the door. He was fine. And I remember going into my room, falling to my knees and just crying, just crying. And I mean, thank God my boyfriend was there and was able to like kind of just sit with me for a second and comfort me through it. Because sometimes when you have anxiety, you just need that. And I'm a person that's not used to having that support. So it's new to me as well. So sometimes it almost causes anxiety, but the, the pro tip from one person that has anxiety to anybody that wants to soothe someone with with anxiety is not to tell them to relax, as I've said many times before in this podcast, but my boyfriend just kind of sat there with me and just kind of let it be known that he was there. Like, didn't push, didn't ask for anything, didn't try to, like, make me calm down. Just the presence of someone being there is is very soothing for someone that's going through that roller coaster in a second. Because let's face it, if you're going down the roller coaster and it's that first, like you're going up the first climb and then you're sitting there at the edge of that first drop, you don't want somebody talking you through this. Just shut the fuck up and let me fall. That may not work for everybody, but that's what works for me. You know... A lot of people have asked me, do you take medication for anxiety? What are the things that work? I am not a person, and I'm not saying it doesn't work for everybody. I'm not about to try to be play Dr. Riley and try to tell you what to do. I'm just not a person that loves taking medication in that way. It, a lot of it like messed with my system, and the side effects were just too much for me, so that's not how I handle it. So in terms of like me handling it, I my workouts are super vital to me. Those natural endorphins that I get and the strength that I feel mentally and physically after I leave... You know, yoga has also been a big deal for me. Like, I don't get to do yoga as much as I would like because I like to do hot yoga. And it seems like all the good classes are at night. But when you can, that's really great. Um, I also like to color. I know that sounds so childish, but they have those like really great coloring books that, you know, that are like adult ones or whatever. And there was one that I bought off Amazon and it says um, it, it like it's like you're coloring curse words. And I said, there's something to me that's like so soothing in that. that I'm like, yes, I have anxiety. Color, fuck purple. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's how I, you know, how I try to deal. Like it's, it's a constant process for me with the ups and downs of it. But I think after realizing what anxiety really was and what it isn't, like it's not a death sentence. I'm not actually going to, you know, pass out or anything like that. This moment too shall pass helps me a lot. Like I said, that self-talk in the mirror in the moment helps a whole lot. And also just letting other people know that this is what it is also helps. Because sometimes I take for granted that the people around me that are telling me to relax, love you, mom, don't understand where it's coming from because they just see you as being an asshole. They just see you as being a bitch because you're in this anxiety-riddled state and you can't help yourself. But there are some tells for certain people. Like for me, one of my strange ticks or tells, as I like to call them, is when I'm going through anxiety is I like spin my hair on my fingers like vigorously. Like it, it's like, you know, some people when they're anxious, they'll, you know, s- sway back and forth or they'll stutter me. I just, I get quiet and I stare into space and I start spinning my hair around my fingers. So for me that I try to sometimes tell people that when I'm in that state, you got to just give me a minute. So maybe when people are dealing with you, if you have anxiety and you're hearing this, you should tell them your tells. It might sound or feel embarrassing at first to be like, hey, you know what? When I start uh, tapping my foot, you need to leave me the fuck alone. But it it might help people that are in your life that love you and want to try to understand. Talking about it, I think, is a really big deal. Because growing up in my family, you didn't talk about that. You just got told to relax. As you can tell, I love that phrase so much. 
Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, anxiety is something that hits more people than we realize, whether it's on like a diagnosed level or maybe just a lower level. I don't know. I, 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 I don't go into the whole medical stuff cause I don't know anything about that, but I did feel like it was important for me to share my struggles with anxiety because so many people all, you know, from the outside looking in feel like I should just be this pillar of strength that always has her shit together. And that's great because I feel like in a lot of ways, that's what I put out there. And in a lot of ways, that's what I am. But in a lot of other ways, I was this person that felt like doo-doo because of the fact that I was on top of the world going to this music summit that everybody wanted to go to. And I was one of the people that got invited and I wasn't elated the whole time because of my anxiety. And that's okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I think that's like such a catchphrase for me in 2019 because it's just like I'm just giving myself permission to feel and go through life with what I'm given and rock it with the best of my ability, if that makes any sense. So, yeah, that's like my whole story on anxiety. And I'm just keeping it together the best way that I know how to and keeping it moving and not having shame in the fact that I am not always superwoman. It's like hard to say, but best believe even when I have those moments where I'm not superwoman, I will come back a swinging. My cape will fly again. And so will you if that's you going through anxiety. But that's my spiel on anxiety. And if you guys have any more questions for me on this topic or if you have some tips and tricks that help you deal with anxiety, please, I would love to know. You can hit me up on social at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then Insta, or, uh, sorry, uh, Snapchat is at Radio Recon. And thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully you will like and subscribe this little sucker of a podcast I got going on in the iHeartRadio app. It would be much appreciated. And I'll talk to you guys next week. It's really Riley.